Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, accelerating digital modernization at the Department of Veterans Affairs. It's Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. The Air Force's new Chief Data and Artificial Intelligence Officer will be a familiar face to many. Eileen Vedrine was named CDAO late last week. She was previously Air Force Chief Data Officer before spending 2022 on a detail to the Office of Management and Budget, serving as a Senior Strategic Advisor for Data to Federal CIO Claire Martirana. The Biden administration has eight new appointees to the National Science Board, the board that oversees the strategic direction of the National Science Foundation. The appointees will be tasked with creating a strategic framework for NSF and will serve as an independent body of advisors to the President and Congress on science and technology matters. You can read more about these stories and more at fedscoop.com. Salesforce is the connected platform that powers government health services. Salesforce helps public entities engage with their health constituents on a single intelligent platform to improve care outcomes from anywhere. Learn more at sfdc.com psh. The White House executive order aiming to transform federal customer experience and service delivery is now over a year old. The Department of Veterans Affairs is one of the many agencies using modernization as a key driver to execute on that EO. VA Deputy CTO Chris Johnston and Amazon Web Services' Saqib Sheikh join my Scoop News Group colleague Wyatt Cash to discuss how they're making this transformation happen. Technology is a part of it, but a lot of it comes down to to people. Um, You know, we have... We all have our foibles and our problems. Um, a lot of it starts with law. You know, law is really prescriptive. It doesn't necessarily describe the problem that we're trying to get to, and it tells us exactly how we should go and and implement a solution without really understanding why we're trying to do it. And then on the administration side, government is generally fairly risk averse, and so the people are trying to do whatever it is that Congress told them to do without necessarily stepping back and looking at the problem that we're trying to solve. And this is all in a environment in which there's, you know, not often a lot of funding for the things that we're trying to do. There's limited resources for people or technology. There's competing priorities. You have some old technologies and systems that you're trying to blend with new processes. So it's a fairly complicated environment on top of that. Well, and in light of that, I'm always impressed by the way uh, public servants like yourself are able to push ahead anyway. Can you talk about maybe some of the examples of how VA has been able to overcome some of those challenges and and make some headway for veterans? Yeah, it's... um... VA has really done a tremendous job on a, on a number of levels, and it's it's been really trying to take this, this user-focused, customer-focused, veteran-focused uh, approach. Early on, um, there wasn't a lot of warm reception to the idea, so some of my predecessors had to come and, and rattle cages, as it were, you know, upset a few people trying to be able to do some things that now are just seem natural and as part of any modern, you know, software development cycle. Um and so that was that was important, right? And then the environment was right to allow like the work that those who came before me to lay a groundwork for us to to build to build on top of. So, Sakab, so what are some ways that modern technology has helped federal agencies, from your point of view, like the VA, overcome some of the challenges that Chris talked about? So I think one of the biggest challenges we see with our federal customers is dealing with the explosion of digitized data that's out there. 
Um, data really is at the heart of designing and delivering exceptional citizen experiences, I think. Um, so when we look to support our customers, we try to help them answer three fundamental questions. So one is, how well do you know me? Um, do you value my time? And can I trust you? Right. So to truly understand customers, we need to think about bringing together that data in scalable data stores uh, with things like enterprise data lakes that help you pull different types of data in real time and normalizing that and serving that in a, in a controlled way across the organization. Um, to value the time of citizens, you need to take that data and do something with it, right? You need to generate insights using analytics, um, and you can use targeted uh, applications of AI and machine learning to make smart recommendations and redirecting citizens through service journeys that make sense for them. Um, for example, at the USCIS or State Department missions overseas, if you're applying for a visa and it's a situation where you authenticated yourself recently, we can redirect those applicants to a less burdensome process that also saves time for case officers. Um, lastly, trust is key. Um, there's a symbiotic relationship here. If citizens don't trust you with their sensitive data, uh, we're not going to be able to provide them nuanced and frictionless services. Um, one thing we're proud of, uh, for example, is supporting the GSA with the launch of login.gov, which provides a single point of entry for services across government. That was built using the highest security standards from NIST and the Cybersecurity National Action Plan, and it scales. It scales to meet the demands of over 300 million citizens. Fantastic. Uh, back to you, Chris. What are some examples of how veterans and, and VA's employees have benefited from the implementation of new approaches and technology solutions? Yeah, I'll ladder off of some of the things that um, Sakib was just saying here around uh, around data. Um, I, and it, it's a little bit of a complex web of, of thoughts. One, one of the big problems with, with a lot of federal agencies, VA in particular, because we're so large, is a lot of things end up getting implemented in a silo. So there's a law that gets passed and the law says, you know, you must provide this service. And so a program office gets stood up and a program office creates a stack that delivers that service. Not necessarily knowing that 40 other program offices have this, you know, a fairly similar stack with the same kinds of data, right? So now we have 41 services that are collecting your address and your phone number and whatever other information that they need in order to provide the service. And then you go and you update one of those and that one is updated, but the other 40 are, are out of date. So VA has tried to, and, and that's a problem that VA has had for a long time and is trying to address and has addressed with a, a system we refer to as VA profile, which creates a middleware layer that tries to aggregate all of those different data sources so that when a veteran comes and updates, say, their contact information or their their date of service, that information now propagates through all of these other data uh, to these other data lakes or data warehouses. And it starts to look like VA is one organization to the veteran, even though we're really three administrations housing, you know, 400, 600 different program offices underneath it, right? That's the level of bureaucracy that the veteran never needs to see. Well, Another great example I'll just mention, I'm sorry if I could, on the same notion of, of data is we have this philosophy that we're trying to implement that we should never ask the veteran a question to which we already know the answer, right? They've already told us that before. Why are we interrogating them for information that we already have? And so a recent example of this is with the um, healthcare application form. Part of the, part of the eligibility criteria has to do with income, 
Um, and so there's a fairly complicated set of income questions. However, if you have a disability rating of 50% or higher, none of that matters. So why are we asking those questions if we're not even going to look at it? So the first thing we do now is, oh, we know who you are. You've logged in. You're authenticated. We know that you're a veteran with a 50% or higher disability rating. We're just going to skip those questions. We're not going to integrate, interrogate you about things that we already know or we don't need. Well, you certainly described, I think, a dilemma that uh, most federal agencies wrestle with, which is uh, lots of duplicate reservoirs of data and how to better uh, kind of pull all that together, make it um, a, a smarter choice for veterans. Uh, Sakab, uh, back to you. So where have you seen uh, technology capabilities and cloud computing in particular, you know, really benefit federal employees uh, and their efforts to serve citizens? So we've been privileged in a couple places to support government through our partners. Um, one example is Booz Allen Hamilton. Uh, we worked with them to support the Department of Interior in launching recreation.gov. Uh, it's an e-commerce platform that provides an Airbnb-like experience for over 4,000 federal spaces and over 100,000 facilities and activities. Uh, another is actually at the, at the VA, to exactly Chris's point, um, we helped the U.S. Digital Service Team rationalize hundreds of websites and web applications, and, and we supported the launch of vets.gov. Um, so that's a portal the veterans have uh, as a single place to discover, apply, and track their benefits, and it's supporting more than 1.5 million visits per month. Um, so particularly proud of that and that partnership with, with the VA. Um, Talking about maintaining trust with citizens, part of that is ensuring that those services that are demanded at scale, that they have high uptime, right? Um, so we're actively working with Accenture Federal Services to help another agency re-architect their customer service platform so it can scale. They're anticipating over 10 million uh, requests uh, at launch. And it has to not only be up and scalable, it has to be accurate in processing requests. It has to be secure. Um, Cloud really is a is an essential tool, I think, that brings together data. It helps deliver timely services at scale and provides that security layer that's foundational. Um, and agencies don't really have to do it alone, right? We have uh, over 100,000 partners in the AWS ecosystem. We have solution providers that bring the best of the commercial world. We have system integrators that can build at the mission criticality that government really needs. And then we have small businesses and fed techs that are source of innovation. So um, we've, we've been lucky to observe some of those applications in, in the federal space. Well, in light of that, um, Chris, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's next for VA and where do you see technology continuing to help improve VA's customer service efforts in particular? Uh, so much left to do. There's always a ton that's on the on the horizon. Um, I I alluded a little bit to it earlier. One of the things that we're marching towards is what has been come to to be referred to as the the single digital front door, right? So one place where veterans and their families can come to learn about apply for, track, and manage their benefits, again, without having to know which program office and which administration within the agency is, is responding to that. One of the big things that we've seen, of course, is uh, in you know, an ongoing march towards mobile. More than 50% of visitors to VA websites are doing so on a, on a mobile device, and we need to be able to embrace that more and more, making sure we're meeting users where they are. Um, last year, VA launched a, a flagship native mobile application called the VA um, Health and Benefits app, which is, you know, in your pocket access to the some of the most common transactions that veterans do over and over and over again, like checking status of a claim or um, sending secure messages to their care team, 
um, being able to download letters for proof of um, proof of status, that kind of thing. And so th these are the kind of things that we want to make sure that we are um, continuing to add and deliver as part of the overall customer experience goals. Again, that was the VA's Chris Johnston and AWS's Sakub Sheik. You can learn more about the VA's digital modernization journey at the dailyscooppodcast.com. The Daily Scoop Podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. James Mahoney and Colin Fisher help put the show together and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll talk to you again Thursday afternoon. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.